welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo, and we are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey Kelly. Yeah. It's been a it's been a minute for sure. How are you doing? Good. You? I'm doing great. Good. What's new in your world? Uh what's new? Well, there's there's lots new since the last time we recorded together, but um just today I got outside. Um as you know, I've got my Spartan race coming up, so trying to do lots of uh trail running and just putting in lots of kilometers in general. So um today what I did is I took my dog we went into the bush and we just went for a run no no goal um for pace or anything like that which I like to do once or twice a week just like a free run type of thing um and it was great because we we got a little bit lost so the run ended up being longer than we had intended and it was fun and like because there was no no rules around what we were trying to accomplish like we walked some areas we ran some areas and we 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 had natural obstacles we're outside for a good hour and a half um it was awesome i i love trail running for that fact that it's just like it's not always that same consistent you get on a treadmill or a street yeah that's lovely i'm sure Maisie enjoyed herself too she did yeah she was like a couple times she's like looking back at me she's like are we still doing this (laughs) (laughs) this is the best dad is it over (laughs) uh she tried to catch some squirrels um yeah it was a good good well she she, unsuccessfully she's on a leash with me anyways but um it's it's all fun for her (laughs) had she been successful what would that have looked like um she would kill it and leave its body okay good stuff (laughs) That's what she does when she catches small creatures. All right. Yeah, not not other dogs and stuff, but she catches lots of mice and things around the yard. She's she's not a nice girl. Fair enough. I like that you had to qualify. She wouldn't catch another dog. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry, guys. You don't have to hide your dogs. <laughs> maybe small cats. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a small cat. No, she's good with our cat. I think if we brought like a hamster into the house, it'd be a dangerous game. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you have now that we've traumatized our audience what do you have for the topic today so I was looking back on previous episodes and I'm I was specifically looking back at season two it was episode 49 we talked about knowing when you need a coach and I thought I'm sure a lot of people can identify when ish in their life they would benefit from a coach especially if they're in an identifiable rut What I wanted to kind of talk about today was how do I get myself ready, willing, and able? We talk about these three things a lot in order to be coachable. Um, But if I know I need a coach and I know I'm not ready, willing, and able, how can I help myself get there? Cool. I love it. Um, I want to start this by saying this, this can be any area of your life. There are coaches for everything. And if we look at some of the best athletes in the world, all of the best athletes in the world have coaches. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important to understand. Their coaches are not better than them at the sport. Their coaches are better at taking an outside look and helping them get to the next goal. That's really important. Um, It's it's like, obviously, LeBron James isn't getting coached by basketball players that are better at basketball than him. 
but he understands the value of having coaches. He has mindset coaches. He has physical therapy coaches. He has basketball coaches. Like these people who are the absolute top of what they do bring in coaches in all different aspects of their life, which I love. Um, and I think this can, this can relate back to anything. Like you, if you struggle with your finances, consider bringing in a financial coach. If you struggle with your sleep, bring in a sleep coach. Like this isn't, obviously I'd love for you guys to listen to this and be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I need a health and fitness coach. And it sounds like I'd like to work with you, but this isn't just about health and fitness. Like coaches are there for a reason. Um, we often get stuck in a little bit of that thinking that, well, I don't need a coach. Like that's not really for me, but everybody can benefit from a coach right from the time kids are like Emerson's five years old in hockey. He has coaches, the best hockey players in the world have coaches and every player in between that wants to advance their game is probably going to bring in a coach. So I think that's just a really, really important piece to wrap your head around when you, when you start considering this. Um, so to go ahead, if you want to add something, I'll, I'll let do. me, I'll, I'll write down what I want to touch on because I know I didn't directly answer your question. Go That's ahead. That's okay. I know it's going to be over the course of the podcast, but I, I actually just wanted to put into one word what you're talking about. Cause I don't think a lot of people will necessarily know to give language to what you're talking about. Um, I'm hearing the word humility. So knowing that we all need coaches, you touched on Emerson being young and having a hockey coach. Well, we have speech pathologists for young children. We have teachers. They're the first kinds of coaches that they're often exposed to, right? Um, Having humility to know that we all need them for different areas of our life can be one of the things that sets you up to be ready, willing, and able. The other thing that you're talking about a little bit subconsciously there is education, right? You just told us that LeBron James has coaches that are not necessarily better than him in one area, but can offer him a different perspective. So being educated on what a coach does Mm. can sometimes get you ready, willing, and able to listen, to be open. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Something, something you mentioned there that I need to touch on is that we all have coaches at different stages of our life and they aren't always called a coach, Mm -hmm. right? Like a coach to me, I don't know what the exact definition is, but a coach to me is somebody who who holds you accountable, guides and supports you. Mm-hmm. And so that that's your family members, your friends, that's that's uh, teachers, like you said, your parents when you're growing up. Like it's somebody holding you accountable to a plan and guiding and supporting you. And so that might not always be called a coach, but we've all experienced working with a coach if we look at it from from that point of view that's cool because you're you're taking out the mystery of the word coach you're taking out this like potential uh, opportunity to be put on a pedestal when we think hmm, maybe I need a health and fitness coach maybe I need a financial coach and you're just saying like well we've all had them already so why would it be any different that I'm seeking out a coach in this area of my life yeah a really good example of this is that like what we offer our clients is that guidance, support, accountability, and a clear plan and path to their goals. People will often message message me or one of us that aren't working with us and be like, oh, I'm so sorry to waste your time. Like, I know, I know I'm not working with you. I know I'm not one of your clients. But like, people aren't paying us for us to answer one question or to point them in a direction of a workout. People aren't paying us for workouts, honestly, because 
workouts are a dime a dozen information you can find anywhere on Google. I would rather you ask me get clarity and get the right answer than spend an hour on Google getting a bunch of wrong answers and head in the wrong direction. So I don't get caught up in like, well, no, you, you're not working with me. You can't ask me a question. It's just the same way that I don't get caught up. I don't feel like our clients come to us for the workout. Mm-hmm. If you were just coming to us to have a workout program, like I'll, I'll give you a good website to go to for free to find good workouts. That's, that's not what a coach is here for. I'm not here just to program a workout in for you to go do on your own and check it off and say, I did it on your own. This is all about accountability, support, and guidance. Mm-hmm. Cool. So can I come okay. back to your question? Yes. So your question was, um, if somebody feels like they aren't ready, willing, and able to be coached, how do they get there or, or know when they are there? To how me, get there? ask the coach. Oh, cool. Like if you are, if you are wondering, have that conversation, I would rather somebody come to me and be like, listen, I know I'm not ready for coaching right now, but I would love to eventually do this. Can we have a chat about what that looks like and how I can get there? Because that's not going to look the same from person to person. Mm -hmm. And I think if that's on your mind, like make it easy on yourself. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, because you're clarifying, actually, you're clarifying what's going to be required of you. So I think a lot of people have a preconceived idea of what it means to work with a coach and what's going to be required of them. And you're saying, I'm just going to fact check myself. I'm going to ask straight from the horse's mouth, what what will this entail if I say yes to working with you? Then I can walk away with this informed checklist, not a checklist of assumptions. And I can look at that and go, okay, how can I start getting my ducks in a row? What's needed for that to happen? And then I have a timeline of when I can and should call that person back or another person in that field to say, ready, willing, and able. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same with any profession, really. Like, if you if you have a medical ailment that's bothering you, you're going to go ask your doctor. It doesn't mean that you need to do the surgery tomorrow, but you should definitely go get the information and find out what it's going to look like. <laughs> right? Um, if your car starts squealing, like you should go get it checked out. You're not going to be like, well, I don't really have the money right now to fix it. Well, let's see what the problem is, because maybe it's not as bad as you think it is, or maybe it is worse and you need to start budgeting for something worse, but go get clarity. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting topic. And it's one that I think a lot of people can connect with because we, we see it all the time. I think people, I think we all make assumptions about what something is and, and often getting a little bit of clarity around that will, will help, um, at least answer some of your questions or ease your mind about whether or not this is something you want to entertain. Because I think a lot of the times people get caught up in thinking that um, when they come into something like breaking 90, it's like, okay, I'm coming into a workout program. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, like exercise is obviously a large part of what we do, but there's so, so much more to it. I mean, we've got, we've got clients who, who walk every day and that's it. And I don't, I don't say that's it. Like it's not enough because it is 
for that person it absolutely is Mm -hmm. um but it's not like they came to be told to walk it's not it's not like we designed the route that they are going to walk they came for a lot more than that and we're accomplishing much much bigger things than that so um yeah yeah, what are your thoughts on all of this? I love it because I'm I'm constantly equating what you're saying to another area of life. And I think about, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm not wealthy enough to financially invest. Well, if you didn't call a financial advisor and ask them what it requires of you each month, then you might not know that you can start investing with $5 a month, right? Um, I'm making an uninformed example here, but you can begin once you have more information. And so for something like uh, nutrition and uh, fitness, if you understand that we're not going to give you a laundry list of things to do, rather some different perspectives on how you can think about what you're already currently doing, you might sit there and go, whoa, I'm actually more ready than I thought. In fact, I've already started and I've just got different perspectives now. Totally. And I have a and, and, sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, I'm going to write my notes. So I'm, I keep going. You go. go sure. Ahead. And I have a community or I will have a community if I sign up of people who will support me. So when I'm out on that walk, maybe if I thought to myself, um, you know, in some kind of negative self-talk that that was all I was doing and it wasn't enough. Well, now I have a different perspective to say like, oh, I'm out on my walk. And when I'm done, I'm going to log this in my app. My coach is going to see it. They're going to give me feedback. And I'm going to hear from the group that seven other people went on a walk today and we can all congratulate each other and build each other up. Right. So ready, willing, and able becomes this thing that is instantly a part of your reality when you thought you were so far from it. Totally. That's awesome. And, and so <laughs> that's what I wanted to add is the person who feels like they're not ready, willing, and able, well, they're making an assumption really, because they don't really know what ready, willing, and able is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because this is this is my field. This, this is what I do. Um, and I don't expect you to know listening to this if this isn't your field and this isn't what you do you're a master of something else that you know inside and out so just if you don't feel like you're ready willing and able don't don't assume that's a final answer because until we have that conversation and we might have that conversation and come to realize that you aren't ready willing and able Mm -hmm. but we can set out a clear action plan and timeline and um (coughs) excuse me one of the other things you mentioned was somebody somebody uh it was a different example but saying well maybe i'm not ready to invest in my financial situation we 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 see this one a lot maybe i'm not ready to invest either financially in my health and fitness or with my time in my health and fitness right and so sitting down and having this very real conversation which um is is not going to cost you financially but it is going to cost you some of your time but I mean let's be real we all we all have time to have a 40 minute or a 30 minute phone call and, and go over some really important stuff together um it might open your eyes to different possibilities or avenues it might make you realize that yeah I do have the time but I'm not prioritizing my time properly maybe I didn't think that I was ready to financially invest in my health but now I realize that if I stop doing takeout food twice a week that this is a really real possibility or if I allocate some of that money that I was putting towards this towards something that's much more in line with my goals maybe this is a real possibility right um and that that can be really difficult to do on your own Mm -hmm. it can 
um, it, it, it absolutely helps to have an outside look at your situation. Yeah. Another component I think about is the willing, the willingness in terms of being told what to do. Cause I think a lot of people have, again, an assumption that you're going to be told what you can do and what you can't do. And it's the, what you can't do where people are like, I don't really want to listen to another person, right? Restrict me. But when you find out from an investor that you choose how much you get to invest and you find out from a health and fitness coach, how many minutes you feel is reasonable to begin. Right. And we're not going to tell you what not to eat. We're going to tell you just how to count and measure what you're eating so that you get a rough idea of what you're intaking in a day, then there isn't this finger wagging you need to, you have to feel. You actually have all of your freedom to yourself. And so this willingness to participate becomes that much greater of an opportunity because you're not being told that you're having your choices taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really important factor. Um, I'm going to give two examples that, that just happened in this past week. So I had a client reach out and say, um, I'm going to be starting back at a group fitness gym twice a week next week. And so they, they came to me and told me that because it'll, it'll change the way that we coach. It'll change the way that we decide on nutritional requirements and it'll change the way that we plan the rest of their daily movement and exercise throughout the week around that. But it, what that client understood and realized that it wasn't a question of them asking if they could or if they should or how like it's one or the other like it's not about that that's not what we're here for it's that like there's there's a lot that goes into a decision like that if you want to do the group fitness that's amazing i hope you do because it's going to help you with your community it's help, it going to help you with your accountability it's just another layer of support i think that's great let's make it work with your plan right mm-hmm. so that's that's just an example of how this isn't like a one size fits all type of thing and when you work with a coach a yeah. coach's job is to make it work, make the situation work. Um, any questions about that part before I go into the second example? No, I was just going to comment that what isn't being said is that a client can reach out and say like, hey, how can you support me in this? And also, how can you educate me so I can best support myself, totally. right? Because if we're looking at a dietary lifestyle and we've been so far putting them into a caloric deficit to the, you know, to the most sustainable ability that we can, and they're going to up their activity now, um, maybe, you know, shift the type of activity or up it. Then we look at the nutrition and say, okay, how can we support you by giving you more calories because of your output has increased how can we you know shift everything else in your support system to make sure that this is possible um instead of the client going into an all or nothing thinking that when one thing shifts nothing else should have to right yeah um unrelated side note here for people listening thinking that more exercise equals faster progress um by adding more exercise, we don't always make faster progress. This is really important because it's it's increasing the caloric output, like Kelly mentioned, which is increasing the caloric deficit if we continued to eat the same. But really important thing is, are we still in a sustainable range? The, the bigger caloric deficit is not always the answer. We need to create a caloric deficit that allows for adequate en- energy and recovery um, and performance in our in our exercise and daily movement, which is important. If we create too much of a caloric deficit, if we eat too little, our recovery, energy, and output will be affected, and it's going to hinder our results. Mm-hmm. If we're not recovering properly, we're not going to make progress properly. So, so 
um that's not related to this topic but i think it's important for people listening hearing somebody adding exercise to their routine because it's it's really yeah. easy for us to get in that more 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 mentality um okay so then the other example was somebody this is from a nutrition standpoint <clears throat> somebody reaching out and saying um i had a wedding on saturday that i went to and i went off the rails like mm-hmm. drinking eating went crazy um people get into that can't mentality thinking about oh this isn't a good time for me because I've got weddings and Thanksgiving and this coming up which I won't be able to do that so I'll wait until after wedding season well this client felt comfortable enough to say like hey this happened I went off the rails they didn't ask my permission before the wedding um we certainly can talk about tactics and strategies going into that but there's always going to be situations where uh life happens or you don't make the decisions you had planned on and that's fine so my immediate question in this situation is how are you doing today how have you been able to bounce back from that there's no point dwelling on the fact that it became a day like that or or feeling bad about it or punishing ourselves about it that's part of normal life you're always going to have obstacles and events and setbacks. There's never going to be a perfect time to consider doing something. So when you're considering if it's if you're ready, willing, and able, you can't look at the obstacles in front of you. Life will always have obstacles. Some of them are planned. Lots of them are unplanned. Um, so then the coach steps in and when we decide, A, how can we help this situation in the future? If it's the type of thing that's happening often, if it's not, I don't even really care. And B, how do we get you back on track as quickly as possible? Because that's much, much more important than what actually happened during that one day. Very cool. And actually, just to kind of continue what you're talking about and and make hopefully some connections for people, I don't think a lot of individuals understand that we equate a coach's role, almost like a parent, where we expect that if we do something against what the coach has said, or in opposition to what the coach has said, that we're going to be disciplined, right? And a coach's job is not to discipline you. It's for us to educate you and support you. So nowhere in there did you withhold affection or approval, which is what we unconsciously think about when we do something quote unquote bad, right? When we do the thing that we're told we're not supposed to do, that's not what we're here for. So if people are, and I, and I mean this in all seriousness, if you are struggling with your parental relationship and you are used to having those figures in your life withhold from you, discipline you, over-discipline you, that's not the relationship that we are offering you, right? This is about how do we continuously build you up, shift your perspective and mindset, educate you so that you can keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah super important especially coming into a difficult season because you think about the obstacles that are in front of you and you're like well there's there's no way I can make this happen truth is you can everybody can maybe you have so many obstacles lined up in front of you that you aren't going to make as fast a progress as somebody else in a similar situation or yourself at a different time of year but you can absolutely make progress Mm -hmm. and progress I mean, we could talk about that in a whole nother episode, what progress looks like to you, but it doesn't getting into that all or nothing thinking where it's like, this is impossible right now is the last thing you want to do. It will absolutely push you further from your goals. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, you did a great job with my topic. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that topic to the table. It was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a tip for us today? I do. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about, this is a quick one. We often, uh, I know I shop at Costco lots or, and a lot of people do bulk shopping often because it's cheaper and it's, uh, it's easier. What will often happen though, is we waste food because of this method of shopping so um the example would be like i buy those big flats of chicken breasts which there's like i don't know 12 chicken breasts in there if you throw all 12 of those chicken breasts in the freezer um it's going to be much less convenient to to consume 12 chicken breasts because now you have to thaw out an entire pack so do yourself a favor when you grocery shop and if if you're trying to introduce some form of meal prep into your life make it just that time that little time of period uh, period of time when you get the groceries home that is the the absolute most vital period of time for you you can save yourself time by doing this because what's going to happen is before it even makes its way into the fridge we are going to prep it mm-hmm. and if if we do this properly it'll save you a ton of time because it's going to save you time when you go to cook it it's going to save you the the whole period of time where you transfer that food to the fridge bring it back out prep it put it back in the fridge so <clears throat> combine your shopping and prep time together and and i'm going to circle back to the meat because this is a big one separate the meat marinate some of it if it needs to be marinated put it in its freezer packs so it's ready and it's easy to use if you're making kebabs have it already cut up and marinating in the freezer so that when you when you go to use it it's that much easier the more uh, the more ready and convenient healthy food is, the more likely we are to consume it. That goes with your vegetables. It goes with everything. It goes with your junk food too. If it's yep. ready and convenient, you're way more likely to eat it. Yeah, I will. I'm going to add on to that because it's also cutting down on the time that you're spending deciding on what to do with the food, right? You have an idea of why you're picking up the chicken and what you want to do with it when you're at Costco or the grocery store. Same with when you pick up certain vegetables. So if you're brainstorming and spending those mental calories to figure out what could I and should I do with this, then you pop it in the fridge or the freezer and you don't give it a second thought until you have to pull it out and go, what was I planning on doing with this again? Or what should I do? Or what do I have available? Doing it all in one day eliminates that second burn of mental calories. Yeah. Even for like a vegetable, like a pepper, um, if I take the core and the seeds out of the pepper and I slice it into big slices, it's, it's then that much closer to however I'm going to use it for sure. If I'm going to eat it raw, I can cut it into slightly thinner slices to dip in hummus or or whatever. Um, if I'm going to put it into an omelet, I just have to dice the chunks that are already prepped and washed and ready to go there. Make it as ready and convenient as possible for you um, so that you actually use it so that you stop wasting that food. Cool. I love it. That's it, guys. I know you guys are going to have questions about this. So please, please uh, reach out and let us know if there's anything more. We can make a whole nother episode about this. If there's more you want us to dive into, um, wherever you're listening to this, please rate it, comment on it, um, share it to your social media stories. You guys listening uh, and sharing is, is how we get the word out there about what we're doing. And we really, really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. 